Are we here to give advice, Charlene? Not a fuck. <laughs> we are here to just let everybody know that we're just people. We're just trying to figure this fucking thing out as we go. So come sit at our table. <laughs> this is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in the 2020s. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. On this episode of The Great Equalizer, Sam's all in again with the thousand-day cough of 2022. Charlene's just keeping her head above water. And we talk about how our no judges policy gets harder with age. And illness. Water outages. Load shedding. Developmental milestones. Yes. PMS. Mm. Should we just get cracking, Charlene? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? What the actual fuck with this winter? It's it's summer, right? It's supposed to be summer. Just tell me that did we come inside, the sun was shining, the weather was warm and... I don't know. I feel like, and I hate referencing this, but like since COVID, I just feel like I'm permanently in the fucking twilight zone. It's been, it's been hot. All bets are off and it just anything goes. Your kids have had the... Uh, Tonsillectomy, yes, and adenoids taken out. Okay, did it help? Yes. Is, really? Mm. Okay. I will say that. they uh, Initially, I was like, I thought we were supposed to be better, but then we all got this like constant, like you say, thousand-day cough. And But then we also had COVID, so I don't know if that's still remaining. But then Rhett did have, we found out, swine flu because he was coughing for like six weeks mm. on end. Mm. And we finally found out that it was there was remnants of swine flu. I've been on many uh, courses of antibiotics. The last stint I managed to get through without, but it's probably about two weeks that I had no sleep. And we got through it. You know, after August, I was like, uh, September's coming. We're taking our like, what do you call it? Anti, you know, histamines. histamines and, yeah. you know, because of this spring and there's you all know, of the pollen and yeah. whatever and the August winds. And, and we were fine. And then I think two weekends ago, Elijah comes with this, you know, where they start talking with the blocked nose and mm. Ray and I are both like, no, don't, don't you bring that in here. Don't do it. <laughs> what is, what is happening? Like, and then it's like, it's like a wee-wah sound goes on in our house and we're like, where are the meds? Where are the meds? And we get everything out and it's just like, we are attacking this at full force. He still gets sick mm. and he is Miserable. Awful mood. He is being such a dickhead. Mm. I, you know, Ray and I were talking about it in the car this morning and we were just like, what? What do we do? <laughs> I was saying, with this person. I was saying to Ray just yesterday, I mean, I cannot establish whether, and I'm sorry when my children listen back to this, I do love you, but sometimes I can't establish whether you're going through a phase of just being a dickhead or if that's just your personality. <laughs> Like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I just, made you, so then I arrived back at the conclusion, which means I'm a dickhead. I'm a dickhead. Yeah. I did this to you. Yeah. <laughs> All Ray said was in his, you know, dropping pearls of wisdom, normally reserved for Rhett on this show. <laughs> um, he's like, he just needs a lot of love. But when they act the worst and you... And you that's when they need it the most, that's right? When they and you're just like, I don't fucking want to be near you. I don't want to hug you right now. Yes. I don't... and. I find myself like sitting with, so we do do timeouts 
I'm just waiting for the, the parenting Nazi segment. We do do timeouts, but I do sit with him. Yeah, it's not like you're being isolated. I, we isolate him from the rest of the family or from the and from the situation. I sit like, with him. Yes, like you would with a newborn to just yeah, exactly. cut out the, the stimulus. Let's get you away from what was causing you to act like an animal and bring you in towards yourself. And then this past weekend, I was like, do you need a hug? <laughs> Do you need a hug? And he was like, Yes, I need a hug. Tears streaming down his face. And I'm like, Okay. And then we hug, you know, but it's like But didn't you feel better when you hugged him? You you're angry, but when you hugged him and you held him, did it make you feel a little bit better? I can't even tell you. Mm. I'm I'm so out of my it tends, Body at the it tends, I won't say like all is forgotten, but holding him, I kind of feel less angry at him and more like, I'm sorry, I do love you, yeah. but this is shit. My, heart, my heart breaks because I can see he doesn't like to act like that. Mm. But I feel you, Elijah. Tired, when I'm man. fucking hormonal, I feel you. <laughs> like, I don't want to be this person, but it happens to me. <laughs> mm. I just, I, then we spoke to the teacher this morning and she also said, like, maybe it's just the meds. We'll keep an eye on him. Developmental mm. something or another. So it's been tough and trying to, you know, knuckle down on the sickness in the household it's just I'm not having fun and I know other parents are not having fun with how sick their households are so come on Sam don't talk shit it's we're hashtag blessed we're just having the best time aren't we always because we're so grateful for what we have why don't you tell me how you're doing Charlene no comment I just told you I mean I'm, everything is just so wonderful no Honestly, um, I feel you. I do. I do get it. But that's just life. I mean, it's not linear. We're like one week where I feel like we're we've got our mojo and we're doing things like this week. It's it's concert school concert time, and um, we're new at the school, so I don't know what to expect. I'm feeling severe anxiety around it. And then you get these messages on the group. Hi, we need some moms to do makeup in the evenings before the show. We need about nine moms. If you have the time, please put your name down. This isn't fucking Broadway. Give us a break, please. <laughs> I'm just like... I will throw money at this problem if I have to. I, I know people who do makeup for a living. I will pay for a makeup artist to go so that I am not that mom. <laughs> I swear, I will throw money at this problem if I have to. If it gets me out of having to, because also the guilt, and I'm like, I'm fucking that mom. I'm just not prepared to help. But you know what? I know my limitations yeah. and I'm just going, I can do makeup. Yes. Did I do, did I study stage makeup when I was in taking Don't tell them yes, that. But that will be my secret Don't to take to the fucking grave. You just <laughs> told the whole world, listeners, shh. <laughs> Anywho, so these things just give me anxiety. And there's just like, we need money for costumes. We need money for this. We're 100 rand for the recording of the concert. It's just coming out you mm. from all angles and then it's the extramural year-end showcase that's also a show and also needs an outfit and dress rehearsals and fuck my life mm. 
I feel like I can't breathe. Mm. And then it's just downhill to the festive season because we've and we've got this big visit from my brother and his family from New Zealand coming for the first time since they left this you country. You have seen them in like more than a decade. I've seen them. It was uh, 11 years ago, the last time wow. I saw them in person. Wow. Mm. So there's that. And then my kids have their birthdays. Well, Jessie has her birthday in December and it's Christmas and we're taking a family trip to Mossel Bay and listen to me moaning about all these privileged things yeah. in my life. I mean, I'm really checking myself here. But that's what's happening in my life and that's what's weighing on me. I feel you. We love this time of the year, don't we? Red oh, October. Boo-hoo. I have to fly to Mossel no, Bay. No, but it's... Let, just feel your feels. Yeah, it's true. Hashtag no judges. Yes. We're getting into it. So we are getting into it. It's obviously been a while since uh, we were last in a room together recording. Charlene, do you notice anything different? Um, I don't know, Sam. <laughs> do you? We're in a studio. <laughs> Listen. In fucking deed we are. Watch me. Yes. You um, bet your ass, little lady. We're in a studio <laughs> and we have company. We do. Yes. Hello. Miss Tyler. Tie-dye. Our Tay-Tay. She's, she's off there. there doing her thing. She's the, yeah, there she is. The TGE Silver Boulet is in the house. Whoop, whoop. Wait, wait. All my sounds are all over the place, but there they are. So, Charlene, because Tai Tai, our Tay Tay, the TGE Silver Bulle is in the house. And obviously, we have the gazillion YouTube uh, subscribers following us and wanting to know what this shiz is all about. Indeed, yes, because of all such things, we are headed back to our why and chatting about our basic premise of judgment free parenting. Remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planet Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are amazingly insightful and incredibly divine human beings. And a fucking delight, to be honest. We reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Charlene. Yes, Sam. Tell all. Don't laugh. Sexy. Tell all the nice people in the room who are currently tuned in and high time about our no judges policy. Oh, oh, that thing. I thought you were going to proposition me with that voice. <laughs> it's never off the table, Charlene. You know, fantastic. This. I like it. I like it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, our no judges policy is literally what it says on the tin. Like, you are on your own journey as a parent. This is your experience. This is your life. And I don't know what the fuck you've been through. I don't know whether you've been up at 3 a.m. this morning and that's why you decided to hand your kid over to a sitter so you can just get the fuck out of there. I cannot judge you for that because firstly, at some point, I'm going to either be in that same position or I'm going to fuck up or make the wrong decision because there is no manual that comes with parenting. So just do you just keep the tiny humans alive and get through the day. No parent sets out to damage their child, although we're probably all going to end up in therapy anyway. <laughs> so or they're all going to end up in therapy anyway. We're so busy trying to not damage our children like we were, for example, damaged, if you can call it that, that we're damaging them in 
all new ways. <laughs> Indeed. And so we can't judge other parents. And we, we spoke about this on our very first episode recording on the floor in Elijah's bedroom. 100%. Over a cell phone. Yes. And I brought up the, you know, you go there. You do. You see these like, quote unquote, perfect moms who, you know, do not look like hot garbage when they do school drop off. Actually, I feel like you're one of those moms. I don't think you look like hot garbage. (laughs) You're in your gym outfit. You're probably looking like, oh, well, you know what? Things are never as they seem, Sam. But that's the thing. Things are never as they seem. You don't know what's happening in people's lives. And we acknowledge that. So the second you do start to feel a little bit inadequate, just realize that, you know, what you see is not necessarily what what you get, you know, there's there's plenty of things happening below the surface. Yeah. Um, and that's what we try to remember. Also, I want to add to that because mm. we, you and I set out when we started these discussions about no judges. There's so much mom guilt. There's so much guilt. Um, and from the moment you're pregnant, people are just spewing their opinions at you. Like, are you going to breastfeed? Are you going to deliver naturally? All of that. And all of that stuff, I mean, it certainly made me feel like there was a specific way to do things. And if I went the other way or I made a different choice, it made me feel a little bit judged. Whether people intend for it to come across that way or not, that is how you you feel. Because Let's be honest, everybody wants to just do the best that they can. However, um, what we see and all of this information, because there's so much information available to us these days, I think we're looking at the highlights reels. Mm. Nobody, nobody, you only put the prettiest wedding photos in your album. Of course. You're not going to choose the duds. So we look at that as the standard and then we hold ourselves to it. And then you end up judging yourself. It's not right. Instagram versus reality, right? And it's with the advent of social media that we've had, quote unquote, cancel culture and culture wars. And motherhood has not been excluded. And this is why we essentially started this podcast, to to show people that parenting is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter who you are. It you doesn't can, discriminate. You can be queen is, Beyonce. Yes. And you're still someone's snack bitch. That's what we always go back to, right? Yeah, exactly. And it is, um, aside from the fact that it's not fair that we put ourselves under that pressure, we shouldn't just, comparison, comparison is just a thief of joy. I'm quoting someone from a podcast we listened to. <laughs> so those are not my <laughs> own words, people. Um, but it's a good one to remember because the more we compare ourselves to others, the more we actually judge ourselves and just steal from ourselves. Mm. So in the in the mommy war culture, because it exists, and I, I brought it up with someone the other day, but she was a very zen sort of yogi in mm. an interview for for work, mm. my work as a journalist, and she was just like, "That's that's ringing for me. Why? That's not my experience. Why would you say that?" And I'm just like, "Spend enough time with the wrong people, and you are caught up in hundred percent mommy wars. It I've still been exists. I've been mean girled by other moms. There yeah. is, and whether it's intended to come across that way or not." Sometimes your opinion, you don't have to share it. Just shut the fuck up. Or it comes under the guise of advice. Yes. You know what I found really works (laughs) for me? Shut up. I don't even want to know what you were going to say, even by way of example. (laughs) So it was a funny moment for me and I was like, look how far I've come. And I was like, no, no, no. It just time has passed. The other day on TGE socials, I shared 
an article by The Cut, which is um, New York Magazine's kind of, you know, cutting-edge, youthful, cool, the kind of cool we could never be yes. platform. We only aspire to be this one is, day. This is hilarious, this article. Night terrors, how TikTok has supercharged the age-old debate over sleep training. People came out in droves to attack sleep training, okay? Because it's it attacks the, like... It, it compromises attachment and, okay, we're not, this is not the, the argument we're getting into, but woo, people went muggy over it and it, there was this separation of clear like divide, pair, a yes. very clear divide of moms that just wanted their sanity and opted for some kind of sleep training or way to get their kid to soothe themselves. And then you, you have the faction that's like, it goes Adults against the natural. Yes, yes. Hold your kids. You and I'm not. I am not even telling you what side of this debate I'm on. I'm on the like whatever worked for me. My ki- I wore my kids for a good year on my chest. I co-slept with them. Um, and I okay now I am going into what I believe. But by the same token, I had a sleep trainer in my house and she helped me phenomenally. So I'm all about the nuance, man. Let's like. Mix it up and, and just figure figure this out. Our right? options on the table, exactly. In fact, in episode thirty, we spoke with Goodnight Yulandi Backer. Mm-hmm. Um, Goodnight is a sleep consultancy. Yes. They won't necessarily say that they do sleep training because they do what works for the family. And similarly, and you remember that you mm. felt like Sam, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this episode because I don't want to. You were having such a hard time with your kids and sleep mm. at that mm. stage, and I didn't want to feel judged because mm. I knew you bring a consultant into your home and they're going to be like, okay, what does your bedtime routine look like? You give them the rundown, they're like, okay, so here's where you need to change, and this I'm like, or, or better yet, this is what you're it. doing wrong. Yes, I don't want to hear it. I know that that happens because I do this, but I also know that I am doing this because that I need to do for. X, Y, and Z reason. Yeah. And, and you, yeah, so, but she was really lovely, right? She listened to us. I suppose it depends on the professional that you bring into your home. And so I had a lot of appreciation for Yolandi's approach. Mm -hmm. Good night's a great consultancy for anybody struggling with sleep, but the the sleep training is not the first dichotomy that Mm. we're dealing with here. First, you start off with um, how you're giving birth. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of pregnancy options that we can get into, but (laughs) we can really get stuck into this. How you're giving birth, you know, are you going to snip? You're going to do that scheduled C-section or are you going to go on natural? You know, what are you going to do? And as much as people say, like, you do whatever works for you, but they'll bring in what they think and you know. Yes. Look, you have to do what you have to do, but (laughs) from my experience and what I've read and my doctor told me. Are you polluting the planet? (laughs) <laughs> with nappies. Ooh, yes. Or are you using Those glass? landfills full of, you caved on the, <laughs> I caved, the cloth I 100, nappy. I tried with cloth nappies. We've been down this road. I really tried with cloth I'm gonna nappies. I'm going to blame Ray for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Ray's the one who threw away our recycling I know, bins, if right? Ray's not into it, if he's not on board, <laughs> then Sam, you really, you, you were, you lost before you could start. <laughs> I, I did. Who's, I'm not doing that by myself. I need my husband's buy-in. You can't, you cannot cloth nappy alone. This is a team decision. You're a terrible parent, Sam. You're a terrible person. Look after the planet. For you know God's what else sake. I did? When my kid was five months, he sat in a crash. 
How could you? Five months old. Five what months. About, what about being attached? What about that? Eesh. Okay. Well, <laughs> we've been there. We spoke about crashes and nappies. In fact, we did a whole side podcast, like a side hustle. On childcare. On, on childcare. The Nanny Diaries. Yes. If, if this is, listeners, if this is where you're at, like the Nanny Diaries is a, a whole other you know, what do we call it? Spin-off podcast we did with yes, Samantha it's Steele. A series. It's a series focused on that topic because there was just too much. You can't cram all of that mm. information into one episode, even though we've had episodes before with It, it Takes a Village to Raise a Child, um, Child Care. We've, child care, we've yeah. had episodes, but we found that there's just too much to cover and we get moms asking all the time, mm. what are you doing when you go back to work? So that's a series on its own. What other dichotomy is like? A breast, oh, we did our boob juice episode. Yes, yes. Bre- breastfeeding such a zen wonderful experience for me it was mm. yes <laughs> <laughs> did you have a doula i had a doula oh. it was a fuck up fuck no i just i had two scheduled c-sections so thank you I very much <laughs> i did not i still reg- we'll get into we'll get into one day soon my birth story again how often have i said we're gonna do my birth story um, I don't know if we have enough tissues yeah, and, no, we don't. and calming tablets. Maybe we'll we'll have to make use of some herbal um, relaxants. But this is a <laughs> indeed. Um, this is another dichotomy that we can really get into, and that will like raise the eye. Maybe we should get onto TikTok just to piss people off. Talk about how hospital births are the way to go. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh my god! Oh gosh! Also, not that I'm not that I'm going one way or the other, but that's a huge thing. Is home births have surged in recent months? I'm doing a lot of research on this for my work, mm. and that it's just divided people. But we are here as the great equalizer to just bring people down. Right? <laughs> there are a million things. That, <laughs> there are a million topics. If you're whatever you're doing in your parenting journey, there are at least ten people who can give you very solid advice on how that is not the way to be doing it. Are we here to give advice, Charlene? Not a fuck. <laughs> we are here to just let everybody know that we're just people. We're just trying to figure this fucking thing out as we go. So come sit at our table. <laughs> so I shared that cut article and I was just like, this is hilarious how angry these TikTokers are getting. You should see the stuff that they say and what they suggest. People are really Ooh. opinionated in social media. Yeah, like, no, and it's gotten, strong. It's gotten like bad. And I'm just like, guys, don't judge. Just don't judge. <laughs> Look at you, you I little know, yogi. I I'm so zen about the no. <laughs> then, then I go pick my kid up from school and I'm judging fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. You want to know why? Other people's kids. Other people's kids. And you the know? way they're being raised and the way they behave but and the shit they bring up. Fuck with my energy, man. <laughs> I have an energy. I've just done this work, you know, I'm a parenting journalist. I'm just like, I feel really good about this topic now. <laughs> I feel I'm I invested have, here. This is I'm no judges. This is hard. Life is hard. Pick up my kid from school and I'm just like, what are you people doing with your children? <laughs> I can't. Don't I, be cuck. Just be lacquer, for God's sake. So I hard. I'm finding myself hard judging, and I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't co-host a, a podcast about no judges and judge in this manner. So I'm coming clean. Yeah. I'm owning up to. I'm 
Sometimes I judge people. It's gotten harder Mm. over the years as my kid, because when our kids are babies and that's when we met, Mm. it's so easy because we're just moms. There's a new element when your kids start interacting with one another. Yeah, because when they're little, when they're the babies, you're just like over here. You're just, hey, let's all just be friends. I'm just over here trying to do the best I can. Let's just all get along kind of thing. You do you. Yes. Hashtag you do you. But you, I'm not going to judge you. I'm over here doing my thing. And then the kids grow up and they start talking and becoming human beings and they come home saying things that their friends said. And you're over here, okay, now we don't talk like that. We don't, not just language, but we don't call someone fat or we don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> Look, you can't. Yes, it's so hard. It's like, where did you hear even that fat was a... An insult. Now I've got to do double the work. Yes, now I've got to explain firstly to a very small child why we don't. And why? You as a parent over there, why the fuck do you not have the soundness of mind to understand the ripple effects? Of, but by the same token, I say fuck around my household a lot. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the You're day. waiting for the parents to be like, he taught and that's because the language in your home yes or sex for example we Mm. talk a lot about procreation (laughs) and open we're open about that at home so I'm waiting I'm waiting for the day that Jesse asks a boy whether um, he knows where his penis is or something ridiculous like that you ejaculate because I mean we're using proper words now my brother's penis also does that in the morning you know I'm waiting for her to drop something like that in class and then uh, then the teacher calls me and she's like so your child yeah it's something about someone's private parts <laughs> listen i've got to be honest there's nothing there's honestly nothing that your kids could say or do that could be worse than diana and roma <laughs> you know who i'm talking about i do i hate those two I little hate fucks. those kids <laughs> they, they are, are horrible they are youtubers fellow youtubers now Yes. Sorry to slam on my fellow YouTubers, yes. but those kids have got to, you've got to be disciplined. <laughs> Sound and, like and an yes. old person now. But you see. And I their can, parents are in on it. Their parents are, I'm telling you. There's someone filming them, They're right? in it for the fucking money. Do you know how many times <laughs> I've cancelled? I've cancelled that channel so many times. But do you know how many channels they have? Oh. They're preempting that we're going to cancel Diana Roma English. Yes. Now there's Diana Roma, like by the sea. Yes. It's like the Ladybird series, you know? Diana it's Roma in ne- your kitchen. Never Diana ending. and Roma. There are so many fucking channels and they have the worst impact on my child's mood. He comes with these facial expressions and I'm like, I've seen it before. Hang on, where have I seen it? Oh, on YouTube. On YouTube Kids. Yeah, they're mischievous and mischievous in like a, a cheating, oh, like, nice. yeah. I, like provoke, I want to provoke you. I want to irritate you until you can't physically fucking deal with it anymore. And they're not the only <laughs> ones who do that. But th- that's the one like primary channel that keeps popping up and your child up. is mimicking. And in, in a similar fashion, I can see Elijah mimicking like friends at school who have certain mannerisms. And it drives me crazy because, as you know, I have a slight problem with control. <laughs> really? I can't control what influences my child in the day. And he's not an angel. He's a dick. I, you know, we've just, besides his behavior this last week, I brought up a kind of bullying, I suppose, story to his teachers. And 
it was like the last straw for this teacher. And I think she wanted to be like, you know, Elijah's not perfect, right? And told me the story of how he, while this one kid will be, is more extroverted than Elijah and will be very outward in his bullying approach and tell my child, you're wearing panties or told my like underweight child how fat he is Uh. or, you know, all manner of things tells him he's not good at soccer and makes him want to quit, you know, little kickers. By the same token, Elijah very quietly, he's like sneaky. <laughs> he's, he's a lot less, um, what is it, covert? He's more covert. Overt, yeah. Yes. So he's a, co- he's he's a covert. covert. And I know, I know because I've seen him do it to Noah. Luckily, yes. he has a sibling. So I'm like, okay, I know, but please tell me See, that he this, does this. This is why you had to have a second child. Otherwise, you would have exactly. never known this. <laughs> exactly. So I've got I've got a hilarious anecdote that kind of bit me in the ass this last week of other people's kids. Oh, wow. So we we had Phoebe when we started this podcast. We had Phoebe who on one episode, Our little mascot, on one episode she fell off the table. <laughs> My cat. Do you remember when she fell off the table? Yes, duk, 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 in the background. Shame. Sorry, she Phoebe. So sheepish. So we have not since gotten another pet. Um, we know that. We would like to get a dog at some point, but it's that's going to fall on my shoulders. Mm. Yeah, because who's going to clean up the mess? Who's going to make sure it's fed? Taking it train to the it. vet, train it. It's make sure it's like that having it, a newborn in the house again. Yes. So I often say to Elijah when he he started now complaining, we don't have a pet. Our house sucks. We have no animals, and I go, you know what? Look at your brother. Number one, Charlene, you know this, Noah is an animal. (laughs) I've never known a more animal animal than Noah. And I often say to to Elijah, in lockdown in 2020, we had two choices. We could have a brother or we could have a dog. And don't you think the brother was a better route? It's gross manipulation of the situation. (laughs) But it always no. makes Elijah smile when I say that. And it's true. Like, I couldn't have... Uh, I, I was pregnant. And that's when we were like, everybody else is getting pets during lockdown. Should we do this? Mm. And then I'm like, no, because I'm literally growing another human. Yeah, it's and too much. thank goodness, because he, that human is an animal and I couldn't handle both. The truth is it is they don't understand it when they're little, but it is a hell of a responsibility. And unfortunately, it's not fair to the pet to just leave it up to the small children to take care of them. So there's, I think a lot of people just get pets willy-nilly because, Mm. oh, it'll be so cute. It's like, let's have a baby to save our marriage. That's a cute idea. Are you judging, Charlene? Yes, (laughs) I'm judging hard. No, I am saying that that is not the route that I would follow because... Rather try and be responsible yeah. with the decision. It's a big decision. Especially because we've had two pets that one was run over. Mm, and it's we don't traumatic. Want a traumatic repetition. Well, we don't want a repetition of that trauma, you know. And so, obviously, we have, I'm going to name this kid Charlie. I might have let his name slip already, but, he, you know. I'm going to name him Charlie and Elijah's friend Charlie, you know, has many pets in his home. And Elijah comes and says, Charlie just got a, a new dog. 
Um, Charlie got a puppy. Ch- why can't I have a puppy? Wait a minute. Is, we didn't get a dog, but is Charlie my child, Josh? Charlie is not your child. We have a lot of animals. Yeah, so you got a zoo, <laughs> which Elijah hasn't pieced together because it's, he's after the dog. You don't have a dog. Yes. You've got you've got many animals in your home, <laughs> but not his dog. We so, probably will never have a dog, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> so Charlie um, has a dog and many other pets. I think like snakes and... Um, Cats and like all men, he probably has chickens in his backyard. Like he just he they're a big Way family with Charlie's a lot mom. of yeah, big family with a lot of kids and a lot of pets. And he comes at me with Charlie, but Charlie has a puppy and Charlie then and eventually I said, You know what, Elijah? I'm a writer. Daddy's in, in film and he, he does what he does. We're not farmers. <laughs> Maybe Charlie's parents are farmers, <laughs> and that's why they have so many animals. <laughs> on Friday. What did he say? Did He's like, that uh, makes sense. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> now I've called Charlie's parents farmers. So right? gonna go, what does your dad farm? Well, it happened. Oh, no. We have silkworms in our home. Which I've classified as his first pets, and he's running with that. Oh, you got silkworms! We got silkworms. They've started spinning cocoons. And Charlie was helping us at the school gather mulberry leaves. There's a tree at the school, and we were gathering mulberry leaves on Friday afternoon. And Charlie was going, "I've got silkworms," and I was like, "Of course you've got silkworms, Charlie." And then he was saying all of these other things that are in his home, and Elijah's picking leaves, or actually just fucking around while I pick the, the leaves for his pets. And he says, yeah, Charlie has a lot of animals because his parents are farmers. <laughs> oh, shit. What did Charlie say? He Apparently his mom has a farm. Oh. I was not far off. They don't live on a farm, but they have a farm. And then he goes and tells me that he, he there's a horse on the farm oh. that's theirs. <laughs> so I was not wrong. Good. <laughs> You see, your motherly instincts led you there, Sam. Just go with it. Just like, trust your gut. But you're my child. When he's like, yeah, they have a lot of animals because Charlie's parents are farmers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there are many, many other examples where I've put my foot in it. And and several more where children have acted in a certain way that's made my kid go, I can do that. And it's impacted ne- negatively mm. on my home energy. And that's, I'll admit that he's got his own shit, you know, but he is very easily influenced. And it's just, it's making my life Parenting hard. Parenting hard, yeah. It's not, that's no judgment on Charlie's parents because they have a lot of animals. You know, but there are other things that, yeah. that other parents might allow yes. that I don't, that now we've had to go, in our home, we don't do this. Yes. And how do you frame that? That that's not wrong. Yes. What just, they're doing is not wrong, but what we're doing is different. Mm, yeah. And that's how we've tried to frame it. There are times, however, when I go, it's what are you doing? Why would you allow your kids to do that? And I've got to like bite my tongue and be like, try not to judge. Sam. Yes, yes. So I don't know, like you, this hard judges thing, is it? does it get harder with age? Because I've tr- come down to the point that 
it's because they're interacting with one another, which we never had as babies when they yeah, were babies. I think it probably doesn't get harder. I think it's just a new phase for us. I will agree with you that I have felt those moments as well where I get home and I'm like, I can't, for me, it, nothing phases me, whatever. I can't say nothing. Let me rephrase that. Um, things the only time that things like this really get under my skin where I find it hard not to be judgmental is when there is bullying and meanness directly related to my children. Because Josh on spring day, for example, had to go to school. They had to dress springy. So Rhett very thoughtfully comes home with a little floral dress, a little onesie dress for Jess. Never mind that it was fucking winter on the 1st of September. Um, and Josh, like a Hawaiian shirt, like a like a vest, you know. And it was a shirt bought in the boys' section. It had like Hawaiian flowers on it. It was floral. Did not one, but... 10 children ask my child why he's wearing a girl's shirt. And I have a big problem with that because I cannot understand that we still live in a society mm. where parents are not even allowing their children, but parents are using language that classifies things in such a way. Blue is for boys. 100%. Pink is for We're, girls. Short is for boys. Long hair is for girls. That's girls stuff. Boys don't play with dolls. Where did I miss a fucking memo? Because how hard have we worked to keep that language out of our homes, right? Mm. And now it's like, it's and I'm just like, like a losing battle. Where, where are these people living? Are they not parenting in the same era as me? Mm. And I understand that... Not everybody's household looks the same, but it's hard for me to not feel resentful towards other parents when that's the kind of thing that my child is exposed to. Because I'm telling him at home, my boy, you choose what you like matters. As long as we're kind and we care for others and we don't, we don't make other people feel sad or hurt or like they don't belong because of their choice of clothing or their hair color, or we cannot judge people in that way. I'm trying to teach my children to be open and understanding and caring. And first and foremost, be kind. Be mm. kind no matter what. How is kindness not being taught in other households? That gets my fucking back up. Just and basic acceptance. Yes. Just basic acceptance. Kids, we all know, we all know as parents that kids can be mean. And so all of the other things, I mean, I know you weren't, you're not upset at the, the farm thing and you're not judging those parents. You do think under your breath, fuck, it would have been a lot easier mm. if I didn't have to deal with this. But I really find it hard not to be judgy and offensive when it comes to, to stuff mm. like hurting kids with the things you say. You're right. And I think I'm hard on myself because of the, the hard judgment that I'm placing. But I mean, and that's really not to make you feel a certain way about this, but your kids drink cream soda. Yes. And and Oros. And Oros, yes. We were away with Together, you guys. Yes. And let's, let's share the story with our listeners. And Elijah had been seeing Oros, ad, uh, not Oros adverts, cream soda adverts and saying, Sam, is that healthy? And I'm like, no, boy, it's not at all. When can I try some? And in a way that your kid would want to come to you later as a teen and say he wants to try smoking or, or try his first experiment drink. Experiment or something. You want as a parent him to do it in front of you in a safe space. I was like, 
we can do it together. We'll go out one day <laughs> and we will try cream soda. And you can see how it makes you feel. It's not healthy, but... In moderation that's to okay. try, it's, it's not going to kill you. And he asked me what's in it. And this is where we are at as a household, just because I don't have cream soda Fizzy, in my home. I've never had drinks, it. Yeah. And he didn't really care for the cream soda when we went away with you guys. But the O-Ross, man. Was he big was, deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a joke. I remember the Mommy, like this O-Ross is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Am I like the worst parents ever that he's never had O-Ross? Shame. I'm like, anyways, it's. That's not a judgment and I don't think that you feel no. that I judge you for giving your kids whatever because your kids are not my kids. Exactly. I but love them. Yes. I love them, but they aren't my kids and that's not my decision. And also the way that was introduced into my kids' lives, it, was a, it wasn't my choice. But I had like grandparents who were like, we've got Oros, would you like Oros? Because my 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 parents and Red's parents don't buy like fruit juices that they would dilute with water because fruit juice is too expensive. Oros is cheap. So we mm. buy Oros, you just dilute it with a lot of water. It's got lots of water and it's healthy. It's fine, you know. And so that's how it was introduced to my kids. So it's one of those things that I've had to accept. And I, I it's just like, it's not my, it's not my favorite, but it's not going to fucking kill them. So that kind of ripple effect and repercussion, that's how Oros came into your home. Then we went away with you. Now Oros is in my home because you of allowed you, because you of you. Bastard. But it's not mm. impacting on my life mm, mm. in a way that when other People. people's kids are mean. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. The and I struggle with that now that I'm saying it out loud because I can't deny that my kid also has meanness and maybe he said something in someone else's home. That's like, what are Sam and Ray doing mm -hmm. with their kids? She is so self-righteous mm. about her no judges, but look at how her kid behaves. And there is a lot on that note. Yeah. There is a lot that, by the same token, I don't, I don't understand how parents can be not allowing, but how that can still be happening in society. How mm. my kid comes home with these things having happened to them. By the same token, my kid is going to say something. At some point. That he's not proud of or that you won't be proud of, yeah. That no, Or that I might not see as a thing. I might be like, well, that's just what we do mm, in this household. Mm. That's just how we roll. And it's not so bad. So we say, fuck, okay, whatever. He didn't say, fuck you. He said, <laughs> fuck, that hurt my toe, you know, or something. My children know not to use foul language, but... Jessie is of late found it very funny to flip someone the bird. She just recently discovered it. And so she does it very sneakily as a joke. She knows she's not allowed to do it, but we'll take a photo and she'll photobomb the photo with this <laughs> little finger up and she thinks it's much funny. So they are going... It kind of is. It is funny though. They are going to do things that <laughs> at school I know for a fact is going to be frowned upon or is going to raise eyebrows. And I'm going to have to probably defend myself mm. or maybe I get it called in by the teacher or maybe I don't but you know what we all have our things I think that's I think that's where we we need to draw a line because why does nobody tell us tell us about the stage yes it, I don't think it gets harder to answer your question that we originally started uh, talking about I don't think it gets harder I think there are different challenges with every stage and this is just a new stage that we're in now
Okay, so speaking of new stages, let's revisit where we started. Hmm. And where we are now. It's yes. our fourth birthday this month, right? Happy birthday, us. Happy birthday, us. Where did we start, Charlene? How old were our kids? Oh, Jess was about five, six months old. Yeah, which makes Josh... What? <laughs> My math's terrible. They One did, and a half, yes, right? Yes, Um no, no. Two Josh was two and a half. half yes. Elijah was one and a half. Yes, he so was. Josh was two and a half. Jace was uh, six months old, and Elijah was one and a half. I had just stopped breastfeeding Elijah when we recorded. That's insane. That's I had crazy. a six months old, six month old, and I already wasn't <laughs> breastfeeding anymore. What a terrible mother! You're awful. No one. <laughs> we've discussed this. This is why your kids have an extra appendage. Exactly. Um. Like we said, it's very easy in in that that no judges phase. Um, not so much when you're not getting enough sleep, which is still where I am now. <laughs> Noah, the animal, is in the mix, and insane how now you're trying to juggle not one child's personality but two, and how different they are, mm. and just how you don't want to stifle them, <laughs> but sometimes you're like. Why the fuck did I do this to myself? I always bring up a reel that, and my kid is going to, yeah, he's not going to appreciate this, but like this is where we're at right now. There's a reel doing the rounds of like eldest kid mannerisms and second kid mannerisms. And it's just so spot on for where my kids are at right now because Noah's just like so balls to the wall. And um, the first kid uh, is like, no, the second kid. Second, typical second kid, right? I can survive under any condition. <laughs> and then he's just like being like Noah. It's just a complete flip and savage. And you have the like second kid sitting there. The first goes, kid. Oh, the first kid. Sorry. I think I'm allergic to water. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because we wrap them, if we could, we would wrap them in abs- like cotton wool. And we just so. Yeah. I will say this. I think by far our um, easiest baby is this podcast, even though it gives us lots of gray hairs. You're right. I feel like at least it doesn't keep me up at night. <laughs> it's entered the fucking fours, but like... Well, let me not speak too soon. Don't, yes. yeah, Because we don't know how it's going to behave <laughs> while, they, while we're in the little fucker four stage. <laughs> so this year has been, so to say, quiet, right? But it's we've done things... Yes. We've been... So, so we're, let's, let's recap for our listeners. Like, what did we... We we joined up again in January after last year, mm-hmm. and we met with Donna Kraus, who is a food blogger. She now lives in Jersey. She released a book that year on on well this year, yes, on feeding your families. And we spoke about that and also your um, healthy your health journey. Yes, Sorry. just like changing your trying to live more healthy mm-hmm. and just trying to implement that in the household and doing that but not being on the the like fat shaming or uh, scale of it you or, know we yeah, don't diet cult let's not yes, like get into diet get into culture, diet culture yes. but like you did have i mean you had a major health scare yeah. beginning of last year yeah and i feel i feel like i I feel like it's getting boring talking about it now, but that's really what flipped the switch in my mind for me because that's and turning 40 this year. And so it fitted in nicely with that episode with Donna because um, that's 
for me, I realized that I need to, if I want to be around for my kids for longer and I want to be actively participating in their lives and how they view me, I don't want them to live in fear of, is mom okay? Because mm. that's a big burden for a kid to worry about. I want them to look at me and be like, my mom's strong. She's fearless. She can do anything, you know? And that's, I, I need to live like that then. And you got tattoos. <laughs> I did, yes. I love your tattoos. So Thanks. share, share. What's so yeah, I got five tattoos. Um, but it was also part of this like change in my mindset for me. I've always wanted to, once the kids were born, I wanted to get something for them. And so I got their birth dates tattooed on me and our wedding date, which obviously means a lot to me. I feel like when I married Rhett that I became a new person. It was like a rebirth for me because I turned into a, a, a different person with him because we merged our lives. I was still an individual, but Rich changed me a lot as a person and for the better, I think, because he just keeps me level-headed. I'm hot-headed and I'm all over the place on a good he's day. He's a Libra, so yeah, he's, he's got he, the balance going. Yes, yeah. he really keeps the balance for me. And so the wedding, as much as our wedding date's important to me, but I wanted to get it because for me it was like a, it was a new me that started that day. And then I got a little dandelion on my wrist, which is um, symbolic of strength and courage and also new life, new beginnings. Um, and then I got our initials, my whole family's initials. Well, not my whole family, my household family. Your unit. Yes, my unit, my Rhett, my me and my two J's, Joshua and Jesse. And then on my right bicep, <laughs> I got a, a, a slogan or a line that says, remember why you started. Mm. And it has lots of significance. It mostly relates to why I try to turn my life around and be healthy. And I joke that when I do push-ups or planking, it's right there in, <laughs> in my line of vision to remind me why to push through the pain. But it really is that whenever I've started something like starting this podcast or starting a friendship with you or anything you start in your life, you generally start out with the best intentions and the biggest optimism. And by, by saying that, I'm not saying that because you started, you can never end it or give up or change direction. But your why is what carries you. And your why might remain the same even if you end a journey. Just remember why it mattered to you to begin with. And mm -hmm. is, it still, is it still serving you? I love it. I love your tattoos. <laughs> I still don't feel like I could pull it off, like I'm edgy enough, but maybe. Well, I don't even know if I can pull it off, but I mean... I, I think you are. They're beautiful. I, I was like, I'm 40 years old. I got tattoos, Sam. Maybe it's a bit mutton dressed as lamb, but <laughs> fuck it. If you don't like it, don't look at them. <laughs> Not at all. I don't think so, but that... And maybe I look at you through rose-tinted glasses, but I I'm never taking do. them off. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> never. We, speaking about those rose-tinted glasses, we spoke with Whitney Goodman, a.k.a. at Sit With Wit. Um, She's just a delight. Yes. Yes. Clinical psychologist um, who's based in the States, but wrote a book on toxic positivity, which is up on another spin-off channel. Channel of ours. CGE's current read. And that that was great. That yeah. was nice and validating to be because there's so often that I will message you and I'll be like, what am I doing wrong that I don't feel happy about XYZ? Or 
even this past weekend was hard. Yeah. I woke up this Monday morning broken. Yeah. And you end up, you just like reflect on yourself and you're like, how the fuck did I do this? Like, I must have created this. Like, mm. I am, where am I screwing up here? And it's a conversation we've often had um, because there is such a thing as, Everything isn't always hunky-dory. This like, you just have to apply yourself. You just have to like positive mindset. You can have a positive mindset all you want. Sometimes you're going to have feelings and they're going to feel shit and you're allowed to feel those feelings. 100%. Putting it all out into the universe sometimes doesn't work. Sometimes shit happens. Mm. And so how do we navigate that and see the nuance in life? Because two things can exist at the same time, right? yes. And so that was a it's great... not either or, it is and, and yeah. then some. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to re-listen to both those episodes because I think they tie in nicely. So the feeding your families and fat phobia with, with Donna Krauss and um, just healthy living because mm. those two issues are often conflated. The way that you look versus being healthy. And I think we really do tackle that in that episode. It's two separate issues altogether. And also that the way that you... You know, for me and in my experience, putting healthy stuff into my body, it gave me a healthier mindset. And you've been more positive. Yes. So at the risk of being this toxic, positive person, it's not about always being positive. It's about feeling in control of your emotions. So when I'm having a shit day, you can embrace it. You can be like, this sucks. This is a shitty day. But you know what? I can get through it. I can do this. I'm just going to feel these feelings. Mm. I'm going to take it on the chin, I'm going to persevere and move on. You know, and if you have to cry, have a good cry. Or you can binge watch the new season of This Is Us, like I did in the last 48 hours, and just sob until you cannot cry anymore. And then you feel better. Look at me. <laughs> Why have we not? Dis- I need this in my life. Okay. <laughs> we'll get on that. Yes, that's a whole episode on its own. <laughs> we also uh, chatted with Christopher Lloyd. Yes. He was a UK writer and he champions um, sort of climate, not battling climate change. Yes, he doesn't champion climate change. I always get the wording <laughs> wrong yes, on that. like talking to your kids or introducing the concept of um, uh, climate change to your children and how we play our part in, I suppose, contributing to that positively or negatively. And speaking to your kids about climate change. Without right? it seeing like a doom and gloom message. That the world's going to end and what did we leave them with? On that note, Joshua just yesterday in the car told me, we were talking about something and he said to me, wow, wow, the world really is ending soon. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I just had this big like slick and I was like, what do you mean? And they had, so serious. they had just covered um, <laughs> pollution Mm. and a healthy environment at school two weeks ago. So they're talking about straws and things that land up in the oceans and killing our and the animals and our planet. And, and, and. So have you taken your recycling bins out, Charlie? <laughs> That's funny. I have a ray in my household. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I can't blame Retia. Our estate doesn't, to, to look at me defending myself, our estate doesn't really support recycling, sadly. so It's difficult in South Africa. Don't mm. blame your estate. Don't blame your estate. Like, yo, should we get into that? CGE investigates recycling in South Africa. Yeah, it's a tricky one so, because the 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 oaks that collect the stuff, the black bags and all the recycled stuff, they leave it behind. It's it's the infrastructure that also is challenging. 
mean, we cannot change this part of the world. I'm going to move on. But we did chat to Christopher Lloyd about his book, It's Up to Us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But you know what was cool about our discussion with Christopher Lloyd? And you guys can go and listen to it. I went into that discussion and I was nervous because I was like, I do not have solar panels and I do not fucking recycle. And he he took you on about your solar panels. He was like, Charlie, do you have solar panels? (laughs) Um, But he did it in a, the discussion was a really no judges way. It was Mm -hmm. the conversation is, it's just about having the conversations and introducing the concepts to our children. Because yes, we might not be able to change it immediately or in the next five years or 10 years. But if they understand the concept from as little as they are now without making it seem like doom or gloom, we can all do better. Like I can make small changes. We can plant things at home. And so Joshua will do the same. Jess will do the same. And they'll tell their children and their children will tell their children because that's the goal. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, we, we've been on hiatus, but we have been busy. Busy. There have been things out and it's on our channels and everybody can go have a look. And then we'll be populating our... YouTube channel. Yes, because also I think a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, I think visually just because of the way social media is moving with reels and video content and whatever, it's nice because now people can watch us Mm. talk shit and (laughs) flail my hands about very much like this. (laughs) So what's coming up, Charlene? I want our listeners to tell us, but let's spitball here. What, What have we been chatting about that is important? Ooh, uh, gender uh, change, uh, changing, changing, raising gender diverse uh, kids. You in your work did the gender diversity um, series, which to me is a big one to talk about. Yeah, I wrote a series called Crossing the Divide, um, and that was a play on words. Not many people know this, but it's um, trans means to cross, and it was on raising particularly transgender kids, but Mm. gender diverse kids, so non-binary kids, and also how to navigate it with your own kids. Mm. My kids might not be Mm. um, homosexual or transgender or gender diverse whatsoever. Maybe they're like me, stock standard, vanilla, white bread, cis, you know, white, heterosexual, quote-unquote conventional. Yeah, maybe they are. However, they are will no doubt, no doubt, be at school with people who are experiencing uh, gender diverse feelings or questioning it. And how do I want to raise the dickhead in the room? Yes. I mean, I am already, as we've discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try and mitigate that by figuring out, trying to understand this. Yeah. And you know what the thing is, I mean, that episode, we might not, yes, our kids are small. So for the listeners, if you've got small children like us and you're like, okay, but that's not really relevant. That's a big topic. I don't feel like I can handle it now. That is not, the point is for us as adults to understand it so that when like Joshua comes home or Jessie comes home and she's like, mom, there's a little girl that I see on the playground every day, but I, I can't tell if she's a girl or a boy. And then you're like, hmm, how do I tackle this with Mm -hmm. my child? So I ask, why do you say so? Because she's got a boy haircut, but she wears dresses with, with, but 
it, him, her, whatever, wears they, they wear, which they is, them. Yes, which is what she's <laughs> posing to me. And so then I can say to her, well, we don't know her pronouns. And so if you're referring to it, maybe this is the best way to do it. Or ask if you need to. I, if we understand what is the done thing, we can educate appropriately without making someone else's poor child in the sandpit feel mm terrible about Mm. themselves you know we even had a pretty sure trans person um when we were away together yes running the the kiddies craft uh, i think she was a trans woman Mm. and had is it a you know everybody between the four of us me you ray and red is it is it appropriate can you ask yes like hello what are your pronouns and actually uh, in my research i've Found out that you could. So yes, I also yes. found from watching a program online that it is. How you do you ask. know the, the way you know is to ask? And so yes, I've written extensively about it, but there's so much more, mm. and I think uh, we really do need to tackle it mm. on the show. I'd love to do that. There's also a book that I really want to get into by a blogger called Matthew Frey, who fucked up. He was an arsehole. And his wife asked him for a divorce and he admits it. And he wrote a book called This Is How Your Marriage Ends, is it? Yes, This Is How Your Marriage Ends. When the book entered my home, I was like, Ray, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Yeah, I just am curious to know what this man has to say about why his marriage ended Ended. because I would like to do work on it. So there's that. Adoption was another series that I worked on. You have a lot to say on the topic of adoption. And it's something as TGE we've always wanted to tackle, but Mm. it is a hairy topic. It's something we we have to treat with respect, yes. It is something you want to give um, the right... Not respect, but you you want want to give it due diligence, right? Yes, you want to highlight what needs highlighting. And by saying so, we're not fucking experts on these things. Mm -hmm. We're just like open to learning. Mm. And so come learn with us. We know some experts and we're going to get them in like we always do. We're on the brink of the festive season. It's here. (laughs) And that means a lot of things. But for us as moms, it means our mental health Mm. has reached... Breaking point. Every year we talk about this when we have like a festive season episode. It is just you're at, you're tapped the fuck out Mm -hmm. because it's been a lot. The year is, you're thinking about work. I mean, moms, you know, you're just trying to get through life with all of the shit being thrown at you, like school um, things, kids parties, work, family commitments, finances. You're just overwhelmed and burnt the fuck out. (laughs) <laughs> that's positive and that's, when you, and that's when you have to really perform actually. yes now you gotta be like haul out the roast chicken and the turducken and <laughs> entertain family woohoo we're gonna make memories people Elf on the we shelf, will yo. have a nice time you will create memories <laughs> and you will be grateful you little shits Yes, and all your pictures on Instagram are going to be perfectly curated (laughs) with your fucking elf doing his thing. (laughs) And I can't axe the elf now because he's well entrenched in our family. And then I feel bad because I put so much effort in with my eldest and now Noah can really enjoy the elf. I can't be like, not doing it this year. Rookie is not coming out. He's done. I'm very Rookie's on holiday. Rookie's on holiday. He died. He's oh not 
coming out this Christmas. Your sensitive child will your mourn the death of old rookie. He will die. It's he's so not going to survive. Coming it. out, and I've got to prep myself. Anyway, lots to talk about ahead of the festive season, and then of course headed straight back into back to school separation anxiety. You and I have spoken about mm. Dr. Jenny Rose on Instagram. Provided so much insight this year. Yeah, for Jess, who was so unhappy mm-hmm. with going to school to begin with, and Jenny doesn't know this, but we're coming. We're for coming you. for you, Jenny. So you have got um, Elijah going to grade R. I do in the new year. I, I just do. went a through that new school. And so new Josh, school. Josh is going to grade one mm. next year. Also, pretty much a new school. And Jace is going to grade R this year. So it's. It's a lot. lot. I think we need to get on get on that separation anxiety. Uh, yeah, we're not coming at you with what to pack in their lunchboxes, although no, that would guys. be fucking helpful. But <laughs> <laughs> go to Instagram and we're plenty of what I pack my kids in a day. And we can you see you in the direction of all the moms with their crunch boxes and their that that ain't us guys, but maybe, maybe we can just be there for each other in this. And that's mm. that's a lot of topics we've just now spitballed, but we'd love to hear from you, our mm. listeners. What more can we pack in to this schedule? <laughs> what more can Tai Tai help us out with? You're a workaholic, Tai-tai, Sam. Oh, I can't But Charlene, can you smell that? Smell. What am I smelling? Have you got incense burning? It's Have you got poss- whiskey? Shh. Listen, you can hear it too. It's possibility. <laughs> This possibility in the air. What's our bottom line? Let's quickly do that. Well, I guess maybe the hashtag hard judges, I I still maintain, let's not judge. Will I say, we never we never claimed to be perfect at it. Mm-mm. We never said that we don't do it. We just voiced a reminder that we all should not judge. And so I still find it hard to apologize for judging others when their kids are being mean to mine. But I will, maybe I won't judge. I will just use it as a teaching moment for my children to show them how we don't do things. And also, you know what helps me when I... There's lots of, I mean, maybe we can get into it in another episode. There's lots of anecdotes that have cropped up for me just this year Mm. in looking at other moms, especially, and then they do something that's kind to me. And I'm like, why did you have to be kind to me now? (laughs) I was hating on you and now you did something nice. And now, now we're friends. Yes. Now I have to be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when I frame it. In the context, which I think for the most part is true, that as parents and moms in particular, because this is a show from a mom's perspective, we're all just doing our best here. Mm. When I frame it in that and that I'm doing my best, but so is that mom over there, it makes it a little bit easier for me. Yeah, it gives it a bit of perspective. So, yeah, I guess also I don't think that we are... um, that it necessarily gets harder not to judge, like we said earlier, but I think we're just navigating new territory. And we spoke about this in the beginning. We often said, like, what um, 
we don't know, like, what's our kids are babies. What's going to happen when they're older? You're probably sitting out there thinking, oh, you too with your positive outlook. Wait until you get there. (laughs) So maybe we're getting there faster than we expected. Mm -hmm. And so we just got to kind of keep an open mind and keep trying. Just We just got to keep doing the best that we can. And you know what else we have to do? We have to keep talking. Yes. We do have to keep talking. Guys, you know this. If you want to chat to us, if you want to weigh in on something, swear, rant, cry, laugh, hit us up over email, info at thegreatequalizer at gmail.com. Or DM us a voice note. We'd love to play some of your rants on the show. We'll eventually, we've spoken from the beginning about setting something up, a WhatsApp, you know, Line, the event line. line, Welcome to my TED talk. (laughs) Keep it short though. (laughs) Um, But, you know, do it anyway right now. You can voice note us. um, We'll listen to it or record a voice note on your phone and hit us up over the email that Charlene mentioned. Yeah, you can feel free to like and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. What? (laughs) Your support, guys, is always super important to us. And you have no idea. How much every like, love, comment, and share, and email means to us. Yeah, please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. Uh, Whatever your poison, find us and leave us a loving review, except for on the tickest of talk because we're all day F and we're not there yet. We are not (laughs) there yet. And guys, hit that subscribe button. Beep! Every interaction brings one mom closer to sanity. I... Believe it, Charlene. 100%. And the more we're seen, the better this podcast can do for all of you. And the better we will be for you. And so, Charlene, mm. that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom game strong. Shout out to our producers over at Autumn Aperture, including our editor Tyler McKenna and sound engineer Stephen Krill. Please review our show notes for more on today's topic and expert guest. And for more on The Great Equalizer, our website is always a good idea. www.thegreatequalizer.co.za Along with our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now YouTube. And of course, if you want to chat with Sam or Charlene directly, email us at info at We'd love to hear from you.